welcome to episode number 95 of RSVP, a podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host is Les. Tonight, we're talking a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but first, let's talk about what we've been consuming. Les, how are things? Oh, wow. That's kind of a loaded question right now, you know? Um, I'm still getting used to my new job. It's I've been there now. I'm going into my fourth November will be four months. No, three months. Like I've been so I started end of August, so September, October. Yeah, two. So I've been there two full months. Finally started running groups. Um, I really dig it. It's really so. I don't know if we've talked about this, and this might be an actual like main topic conversation for another show. Um, I used to have this thought process around working in a creative field where I really felt like if I worked doing something creative, it was taking away from my own personal creativity in terms of like what I could create for my own artistic life. Um, And what I found is that that is not true. Creativity, um, at least my creativity, I think the creativity of most people is um, helped by working somewhere that is actively creative. So um, the place where I now work is actively creative and it's been fantastic in terms of, of like my own creativity for um, my own creative work outside of work. Um, So like, I'm just, I'm feeling super creative lately and that's been super nice. I am going to start running an LGBTQIA plus group um, where I'm going to be working, which I'm super stoked about. Um, If anyone's interested, they live in the area, send me a message and I will get you info about it. Um, And also, you know, have conversations with you if you want to start your own groups, um, because I think it's really important um, for people to have the ability to have those sorts of groups um anyway enough uh therapy talk um in terms of other things that i've been consuming i've been reading a lot more lately um i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and all of that fun stuff uh now that i'm taking the train again i'm not driving into work it's my commute by the train is actually super short it's it's weird to only be on the train for 15 minutes to get to work um but also really nice to only have like a short ride whereas if i drove to work first off it's way more stressful because it's in a congested downtown city area so like the first half of the commute is like not a lot of traffic and then all of a sudden it's like boom intense traffic um and not a lot of parking so that's that's been been wild um but uh yeah so so we've been i've been doing that i've been reading a lot more um i've been listening to podcasts we've also been watching a little bit of tv um we did our usual like okay we're gonna do hulu for six months or so um and then we have been getting hbo for free um through our xfinity um so i've been watching all kinds of stuff like movies and whatnot i can't even name it all but right now i've been watching the uh, clark and lois on the cw which has been interesting kind of like looking at like what would superman's kids be like and that's been fun uh i'm trying to think of like the other stuff that we we had a chit chat beforehand um 
I think I mentioned the new cafes in my in my neighborhood. I've been my neighborhood has gone from kind of like shady and rough and gentrification has come in and you can we could have a whole conversation, I think, Dade, about gentrification and what that means for your neighborhood. Yes. Um, but my neighborhood has gone from sort of a place where you didn't really necessarily want to walk at night um, to a place where there's a lot of people walking in the evening and going out, um, which I also have feelings about because we've got, you know, Delta in the area. Um so, like, you know, there are breweries up and down my block. Um, we just had a hibachi place um, open that I can walk to on my way home from work. Um, so it's got, like, sushi and hibachi and a bar. I haven't gone in yet, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I have a distinct feeling I'm going to be getting some sushi and having a beer at the sushi bar before I come home. Because it's not that expensive and it's on my way. Um, so, yeah, so my neighborhood has, like, there are all of these places to get food for takeout or to eat in. We still haven't been doing a lot of eating in anywhere. We've been grabbing stuff to go. Um, and then new cafes. So it's it's dangerous on my walk home from the train because I can stop and get all kinds of really tasty food um, that's not particularly healthy. Um, but it's just so nice to like know that there are places where I can stop. Um, and it's also a lot safer to walk because there are a lot of other people out walking. They've done a lot in terms of the lighting um, in that sort of like half mile stretch between um, well, like the, this entire like street um, near my block. Uh, we've just got. We've got a lot more lighting and it feels a lot safer and there are more people out there walking around and less like arguments. And I'm not seeing like needles on on the sidewalks anymore. Um, but, yeah, so it's just I don't know. It's kind of nice. You know what I'm saying? You know, totally. It sounds great, actually. And I, I think that um, you should visit and maybe we should. um Take a walk and and go and get some tasty um, artisanal beer and some tacos or something. I don't know, man. There's lots of stuff. Or you like come during the day and we'll go to one of the many coffee shops that have opened up in a walking distance from my place. I would love to. And then we can uh, talk about it. We could certainly could. Um, Oh, so to, so to revisit something before I pass the pass the mic to you. Um, so I decided that I'm going to keep my old backpack. Okay. And I'm going to repair it. Um, so that's not a lot wrong with it. Um, there's this like one spot on the back where it's got this mesh um, that is worn through a little bit. And I think if I just repair that, it's I mean backpack's been working fine. And I decided I'm going to put patches on it. So I'm going to cover it in patches. So it'll be like a whole new backpack. Um, I might throw it through the washing machine um, just to give it a fresh new clean and then just repair the the couple of little holes in the mesh that don't impact the backpack at all um, and just make it patchy. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I also visited... We have, um, and you might have one of these, we have a place called Unpacked Living in my neighborhood. Um, 
And the whole idea behind it is that you take your own containers in and they fill them for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you want dish detergent or vinegar or olive oil or um, like basically the whole idea of the place is that it's built around reusable items and none of the stuff that is there has plastic packaging. Okay. Um we don't yeah, have one of those. Yeah, oh, that it's actually really cool. Like you like all of those like cardboard deodorants and lip balms and things like that, everything's in glass or metal. Okay. I don't know. It kind of it, it it speaks to my inner hippie. Yeah, I'm surprised we don't have one of those around us, considering where I live. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that. It's like, it sounds very Northampton-y. Maybe, um, maybe we do, and I just don't know. Well, you should look for it, because it, it was, I went in today, and I was like, this is actually really cool. I like this a lot. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, um, I will pass the mic to you. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been very busy with school and work and life because that's just how things are. Um, I I really don't have time for really anything these days. But when I do get a moment to breathe, um, I've been playing Advanced Dungeons and Dragons solo. I kind of am making it up as I go, but what I'm finding is that... I'm kind of journaling in a way. So like I will like think about like when you were a kid and you like played with action figures or toys, you kind of just made mm-hmm. up dialogue. Like I'm literally yeah, yeah. doing that, which it, it felt weird in the beginning. But actually, I I like felt I, I went with it. I was like, let me just feel weird for five minutes. And if it still is weird, I'll just stop doing it. I'm by myself. Like and it actually was really cool to get into the story and also like much more immersive than I thought it would be. So what I do is, you know, like I'll, 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 I I take a published adventure and the one thing that I'll never be able to do is have the element of surprise, because if you're playing an adventure and there's no dungeon master, you have to read the dungeon master stuff. So a lot of it will be um, randomized in the sense of like, okay, like you have, three different adventure paths you could take roll you know a six-sided die and determine which one you take you know what i'm saying whereas if you are playing traditionally the dm would tell like a story and kind of like allude to these things and so it still works um so i've been doing that and um i've also i've been doing a lot of digital things i i feel like I I'm straying further and further away from analog. I will say though, actually, um, backing up a bit, analog speaking, I found these legal pads that I absolutely enjoy. So my field placement for those that have never listened to the show before, because I think everybody knows that I'm in social work school. Um, I'm at a college counseling center, and so I all the the sessions are done via zoom and so it's actually been a blessing and a curse it's been a curse because like i have yet to be in the same room as someone i'm counseling like ever so there's that but it's been great 
because I can have a notebook like right on my desk. And, and not that there's anything wrong with having a notebook in session with a client, but like you really I really don't want to do that per se. So I've turned to legal pads to jot notes down because it's such a a large like space because I don't like to keep looking down. And so it's actually kind of funny because when I look down at my notes when I'm done with the session, it's just random all over the place. Um, but I've been using these legal pads from I, I just searched pastel legal pads because, hmm. um, you know, yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't I do that? Um, and I'm trying to think of the brand. Let me let me bring them up. But like I'll put the put the link in the show notes. But I was skeptical because, you know, usually like anything that's not like regular colored legal pad is crappy but they're by um roaring spring oh okay yeah yeah and they're called enviro shades um and yeah so they come in like purple and pink and green and blue and yellow and like a gray color um but they're super they're they're not too thick but they're not too thin they're just right so um i've been doing that and i've been actually using pen Hmm. um because I don't know why I, I had these really cool Pokemon pens that I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just using pen. And so I'll, I'll link, I'll link the legal pads and the pens in the show notes for everybody. Um, what else? I, so I'm a sucker and Apple had a um, new event this past week where they announced the new MacBook pro. Um, and they, they announced the new Apple watch, like, couple weeks ago so apple gives pretty good money for trading in products and so i actually i got the new apple watch and traded in my other one so it basically cost me like a hundred dollars um i actually traded in my my ipad pro because Mm -hmm. i'm finding that i'm using my ipad in ways that aren't pro level like Mm -hmm. it just it's not worth it um so I got the iPad mini and it's actually pretty cool. And that cost me nothing because it was a wash. And then the new MacBook Pro is really what I've been wanting. Um, they finally upgraded the camera to 1080p. So like the webcam. Um, and it has Apple's new um, chip, the in-house made, you know, M1 it's called. Yep. And uh, actually, the M1 Pro. And I'm ditching my old Intel MacBook Pro and getting that. So I have all these fun new gadgets coming. And I also got my, I forgot I pre-ordered it, actually, the Switch uh, OLED version. Mm. And this sounds like a first world problem, but the screen is actually too bright. Like, it's too vibrant. (laughs) Like... I, I didn't think it would be like a, a dramatic difference between the two, but it really, really is. And so it's taken a little bit of adjusting, but now I'm in love. And so if you don't have a switch, I definitely recommend it. If you do have a switch, it's it's not a necessary upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really been it for me because I haven't had time to do much of anything. Um, I saw in your excited about the the black wing did you want to talk about that 
It's less that I'm excited about it and more I know. <laughs> more more yeah. that I was like so they just copied the Norris. That's exactly <laughs> what I said when I saw the reveal. <laughs> I and I, I feel like like we're a couple of like weeks behind um on this kind of discussion, but I you know, I'm I, I think I will always dig a black and yellow pencil. Mm-hmm. Um but I will just buy a Norris, not a Blackwing. I, right. I, I don't know why they would have. T- so to me, the Norris, the Stetler Norris is iconic, right? Like it is an iconic right. pencil. That black and yellow stripe is classic. Yep. It's not as common here in America, but it's do also like, uh, yeah, do some research at, and even um yeah just do, do your research like what are you like living under a rock that you don't know that this is a thing and i know that you know people at blackwing are part of the erasables group so why i i don't know my mind was kind of like blown like what are you doing why would you right. do this it just seemed like ridiculous that they would do it like that. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to rail on them too much, but also like, no. <laughs> I just want to right. laugh at them a little bit because it's right. like, right. it's yeah, it's 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 gorgeous, it's cool, but it's also a Norris with a fancy ferrule. So can like a pencil company like trademark the color and design of their pencil? I assume so. I know that the feral on the Blackwing is is trademarked, right? Or is it copyright? Or I don't know what it is. Uh, like what I'm saying is it, the Norris is so iconic that one would presume that like that's part of like their thing. Well, I know that the Norris has also been copied before by. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Is it Chunghua? Yes. But um, also, there's a a stark difference between the two companies. <laughs> yeah. Like. I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It totally. just is. It's wild to me. It, yeah. It made me. It made me laugh heartily. Um, so figured I'd put that in there. Um, yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd have a good laugh at it. Um, and I intended for us to have that that laugh before we started recording. But I'm glad we're we're doing it together on the show. Um yes. Yes. Um. So the other thing that I had had put in there, um, sort of, um, I realize it's more of our chit chat main topic, um, is the pen post, Johnny, um, of Pencil Revolution and Erasables has put out a zine called the Pen Posts and the second issue, and I wrote an article for him about my love of cheap Chinese pens. Um, everyone should get a copy of it. There's a link in show notes. It's pen, nice. the pen post number two. Um, and I always enjoy Johnny's zines. Um, I lost a lot of followers on uh, Instagram when I posted a picture of his tirade against Dunkin' Donuts. Literally oh lost over 100 followers. What? I don't know if it was the cursing on the cover of that or or if it was actually the fact that he hates dunks and I agree with him. Um, we probably just lost our last 10 followers over that. Um, 
<laughs> if they're from Massachusetts anyway. I'm just I gonna say. I just don't get it. I don't get the the uh, dunks love. But yeah, I lost like a hundred followers <laughs> over wow. by posting that. Um. So anyway, everyone should go get a copy of the pen post. Not just because I wrote for it. This copy you should get issue one and two. They're lovely. Like the way that he set it up. It when you get it out of the envelope, it looks like an old fashioned newspaper folded in half. Yes. And I just dig that form factor. Like, that's just a really cool form factor to me. Um, yeah, for so sure. So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, do we want to move into our main topic? We can. And so, like I said in the intro, um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, Les and I kind of figured since it's been a while since we've kind of recorded a show and also caught up with each other, that we would kind of just talk about random stuff and see how it goes and and you know how we are we go on tangents and and so that's bound to happen um but yeah i am really excited about the first thing on the main topic list because i did see an email about it but i didn't open it because i was busy so (laughs) you could share with me though so so yeah so i um on my second round of supporter packs going out for my Kofi. Um they are they, as of this recording when it when this is goes on air for people to listen to, they will have gone out. So I've got some really cool prints that are in color this time going out to folks and I've made stickers, but they're not like they're hand printed stickers, which I think is cool. And I found out a way to this this round is not waterproof, but I found sticker paper that is waterproof. So um, they will be on vinyl, but hand printed instead of like sent off to have a company do it for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about sending out my next round of supporter packs. Um, if uh, if you sign up and support me, you will get a welcome pack in the mail. Um, anyway, uh, I, I've been having a good time with Kofi. The thing that I've found, um, most difficult about it is like, I, I aim to do one behind the scenes email a week and that has been really difficult of late. Um, just because like my new job is ramping up, um, my work there, my, and I'm still getting used to the new schedule cause I was working, like nine to five um, at my last job. And before that I was working eight to four. Um, So I'd been doing mornings and now I'm working evenings and um, I'm getting out at like seven o'clock every night. Mm. So it feels, it feels kind of weird. Laura, I'm getting home around between six 30 and seven o'clock every night. And that was like, the way that I have been doing things like I was going to bed not long after (laughs) seven (laughs) o'clock and now I'm like, I'm going into work later. Um, but I still haven't like, I'm having a rough time like transitioning to waking up later instead of, um, going to bed. I'm like, I'm able to go to bed later, but I'm still waking up way too early. Um, so I'm coming home and I'm exhausted and not able to do anything. Um, so anyway, the, 
beside the point is that that makes it really difficult for me to be able to write those behind the scenes blog posts for Kofi. Only because it's like I'm fried when I come home. So I'm trying to like plan it out um, on the train ride home and then write it in the morning before work. But then I lose track of time. This is like the struggle, right? The struggle, the struggle is real. Such a first world problem um, is that I'm getting up and then I'm, I'm, I'm writing for Kofi or my blog or whatever. And I lose track of time when I'm writing. Like I get into that state of flow and then like I realize I haven't finished my coffee and my alarm goes off telling me to go walk to the train. So um, there have been a couple of times where I've missed the, you know, the train that I'm supposed to take and I have to take the one that's like a half hour later, which kind of throws my whole day off. So anyway, I'm trying to like figure out my new schedule still. And it's I feel weird saying that because it's been two months and I kind of feel like you should be accustomed to this by now, but also it's hard to go from working mornings to evenings, even in two months. So anyway, that's, that's been rough. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I can relate. Like I still feel like I'm adjusting and I started my placement at the end of August and there's just certain things about your day that like, like you said, like in the morning um, or losing track of time. Like, so I'll do that like in the morning, like I'll, you know, now that it's colder, I've been making my coffee. um, And so I'll be doing that. And then, you know, sometimes I like to sit down and just kind of like plan out my day because I also have work to do. And so like, I'll sit down and I'll like write stuff and I'll like wait for the, and I'm like, Oh God. Oh, it's like, I need to leave five minutes ago, you know? And it's just finding, I, I just, I wish I said this to Gina the other night. I wish I just had like five more hours in a day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so like the other thing that's difficult for me anyway, is that within walking distance of my home. Now there are several coffee shops that are good, that have good coffee. Uh And then on top of that, within like a two minute walk of where I work, there are great coffee shops. Um, and amazing food, like oh, just so good. Um, but like, it's really hard for it. So I'm trying to not let myself get coffee on my walk to the train or my walk um, to work from the train. Because what I found is that now that I'm old, I can't have coffee afternoon. But I'm like, at the same at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, I'm here until seven o'clock at night and I don't really have to go to bed until one in the morning. So I could have a cup of coffee. I need to find out what the new time is that I, like, is it going to be one o'clock in the afternoon? There's going to be two o'clock in the afternoon that I can't have coffee after right, um, right. because like, and, or, or do I just want to continue getting up earlier in the morning? Uh, but I really enjoy coffee. <laughs> so it's like, it's such a struggle. It's like, I'm like, ah, I, I shouldn't get coffee. And then I'll inevitably get coffee. Like my, my willpower just disappears on Thursday. And <laughs> so, so, so then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a cup of coffee on my way in. Yeah. And then two o'clock rolls around. I'm still sipping that coffee because I've gotten to work at 11 o'clock. Um, right. So, so anyway, I, 
I did that last week and I was awake until one in the morning. I was like, this was a bad, bad choice. Just I need to stop doing it. Or yeah. I just need to get up later in the in the morning. If yeah, I do the same thing, especially. Um, well, I mean, now that it's getting colder, it may not be an issue, but like I would get iced coffee because mm. it's it's been like 80 degrees in Massachusetts in October. Yeah. Um, so I would get to work. But then, like, if I had a session at nine o'clock, like I'm not I don't generally drink more than a sip if I need to during a session. And so mm. the coffee sits there. Um, and then I may have a meeting, which is a little bit different. I'll drink coffee, but like I'll nurse this iced coffee until like sometimes two o'clock and it's gross, yeah. but it's, it's caffeine. And same thing. The other struggle for me too is like, I don't know. I feel like even just a couple of years ago, I was able to have that like midday coffee to give me that extra boost till bedtime. Yep. And it didn't impact me at all. But now if I drink coffee after like two o'clock, three o'clock, I'm just like you, like I'm up till one, two o'clock or, or like I, I get too jittery. Yeah. So I think part of my problem, because I've noticed if I have too much coffee before noon, I might as well, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just like the sheer quantity of coffee will keep me up. So I think I need to make a choice of having only one coffee in the morning. So I drink my coffee every morning out of a Fire King de-handled cafe mug, which holds eight ounces. It is an eight ounce cup. So I have two of them Um, usually before I leave. And then if, so if I get another coffee, even if it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, it's it I it's just too much coffee. It's too much caffeine. My body can't can't break it down fast enough. So I'm like <laughs> up until one in the morning. It's right. like, uh, it's just it's not good. It's not good. But at the same time, it's like may, I could start getting decaf. Uh, but some of the cafes don't have decaf. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the one that we went to today um, that just had their grand opening, um, they didn't have decaf on the menu. Which I just thought was wild. I thought you meant like they didn't have decaf as they didn't have it brewed, but they didn't have it like period. Nope. No decaf in there at all. That is really strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was odd, but um Again, on a Saturday, I drink as much coffee as I want. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, how do we get on that? Uh, we were talking about uh, Kofi and work. Um, yes. And my inability to or my difficulty in writing posts, behind the scenes posts. I try. I do tend to get them out, but it's hard. It, the struggle is real. Um so another thing that's related to that is that I have noticed that my cell phone, uh, which I use a lot for some of those behind the scenes photos, um, it does not like the lights at work. Um, and so all of my pictures are coming out super dark. Also, um, I've noticed that Samsung is just loading a lot of stuff onto it. 
And it's just not working as well as it used to. Um, also, it's five years old. So I'm updating my phone. I'm getting a new phone with a better camera system on it because that's what I mainly use my phone for. That, and, you know, sending text messages and stuff. So I'm getting a new phone. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and um, did you did you hear about um, the closing of Knockco? I did. I saw the link that you posted and I clicked on it and I was going to buy something and then I don't know what happened. I got like distracted and then I came back and everything was gone. Yeah. Um, I had thrown a couple of things into my cart um, and I was going to, I was going to buy it. And then I had run out of time before I had to leave for work and I just decided, you know, I've got, I've got a couple of fodder stacks already. I don't, I, I don't need another, uh, uh, whatever the other thing, the zippery thing that I have. Um, so I passed on it and I regret that because <laughs> it went super fast. Um, and, and yeah, I'm again, it's, it's like that. I'm really sad to see another stationary company close. And I know yeah. Brad kind of left the door open to do one-offs and things like that. And I think that's great. And I, I, um, he, I don't know if you listened to the most recent episode of the pen addict, but I, no. I, I expect that you haven't. No. Um, he, he really talked a lot about his reasoning behind it and the reasons, the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is because he went the retail route of, um, sending things out to other vendors. Um, so Got he it. had to, he had to have larger amounts of everything on hand and I get that. I get how hard it is to have other people sell your stuff, sure. um, especially at volume or at the hope of volume. And so it's just they haven't been profitable. I mean, they've been profitable enough that everything's paid for and, and everything. But he was never drawing a salary. And right. I hate the idea of that. I hate I think that everyone who does something that's creative um and interesting in this community should be drawing a paycheck from that. And it kills me that he wasn't making any money on it. It also makes sense to me that he wasn't making any money on it because anytime you have someone else handle your sales, you lose money. Um, You know, I've, I've had other people sell my notebooks before and my, and the journals that I make and I've, I've done um, apples, kind of comparing apples and oranges but I used to grow and sell raspberries. Um, this was a thing I did in college. and uh, But I learned a lot about retail work and, you know, your suggested retail price versus what you're selling your products for to the stores and a lot about margin. And then, you know, I worked retail for many years and I was a, a, a buyer for a major international company and it you don't make a lot of money um selling it at at the cost you know when you are having someone else do your sales you don't make the same profit unless you've built that in at some point um you know to you have to you have to plan for that and it always seemed to me that knock was a smaller company. Um, and, and, you know, it depends on how you really want 
to grow your company. I mean, there are ways of growing a company and not staying true to the manufacturing goals that Knock Co had. And I, you know, if Brad could have sent his designs off to China um, and then basically been a distributor of his own designs. And he didn't want to do that. And so I, I actually applaud the fact that he chose to close rather than expanding in that kind of way. Um, and um, instead of making things cheap. You know what I mean? No, totally. I absolutely, absolutely agree with you. And like you said just before, like, you know, people that create things that are creative, um, especially in this community, to to not make a profit like that's just not cool it sucks like you know and so as you know as opinionated i as i've been in the past about some things um you know it was really sad to me like to to see you know nako um you know step away from the the scene yeah um but also, I think that this speaks to kind of like the the larger issue of a lot of these smaller businesses, creators, um, all kind of going through the same stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's a kind of a huge thing right now, too, is that I think we are going to continue to see the fallout from the pandemic um, and how it's impacting stationary and yeah. and create the creative community as a whole because i really see stationary as a community for makers and creatives yeah um and I, I think that we're going to continue to see a lot of fallout um with things closing and being revamped and people re continuing to figure out how they're going to conduct business in like this new new way of of things and i unfortunately i think we're going to see more closures of small businesses and i hate it i hate it so much um and i'm i'm really sad about not co um closing um it's just it's just another like sad thing to see and i uh, having listened to the most recent episode of the pen addict which if people haven't haven't listened to it yet um Brad really does go into a lot of detail about the whys, the hows, and looking at at what he wants to do. Um, and it it just makes sense, you know. He's keeping his spoke pen company going. The pen addict is continuing, and the reality is, is like you only have so many hours in a week, and you really have to decide what you want to do um, with your life. You can't. You can't work 80 hours a week. No one should be working at 80 hours a week, um, no matter no matter what you're doing. And I think a lot of creatives do that, whether they're writing or they're making art or, or whatever, what have you. Um, I think a lot of us in the creative community do a lot of in, intentional work outside of our day job and we work extra hours. We, we're in that hustle culture. We're grinding. And I don't I don't think that's good for people. Um, you know, it's like I think about this in terms of like what I do for my art. And for me, art has a dual purpose, right? Like it's part of it is self-care. I make art because I have to, not just because I want to. 
Um, and art is also part of my day job. So it's like, I don't, I don't want to work 80 hours a week. I don't want to work 60 hours a week. Hell, and if my boss is listening, I love my job. I don't necessarily really want to work for someone else for 40 hours a week. And if I had my dream, I would be doing making art on my own 40 hours a week. That would be the dream. Um, but the reality is that doesn't pay my bills right now. And that may never be a reality for me unless I get, you know, that magic number of a thousand true fans supporting my Kofi. Um, that's just not a reality. And even even if I did have a thousand true fans supporting me on my Kofi at, you know, five dollars, you know, a month, that might not be enough to sustain. You know, you've got to pay taxes on that. you got to pay for health insurance. You know, it might not be enough for me to be able to actually work for myself as much as that's a dream. Um, you know, the reality is most of us have to have a day job, whether we're creative or you know, we're grinding something out for the man. And I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to see anyone ever working 80 hours a week. I want everyone to have a living wage and be able to enjoy their life. Um, anyway, that was a tirade and a rant. I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I, I wish Brad the best of luck. And I do hope that we see some, you know, one-off designs coming from him um, and some sort of um, Notco spoke type thing uh, in the future. Because I, I love Notco. Knock's um, cases were the best out there for most mm -hmm. of them, like the fodder stack. I, I hope um, the fodder stack sticks around because it's a really sweet little design. Um but, you know, I get it, too, you know? Right. Totally. What but, else did you want to talk about? Well, I was just going to say, you didn't really go on a diatribe. You said something that was important to say. Um, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, for me, I'm just trying to think of, like, what I can talk about, because that was pretty, pretty heavy. I'm thinking a lot now um, just about like my. My tough position, I find myself in sometimes when I want to small support small creators or small businesses, but then also thinking about the very real fact that like sometimes I can't afford to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so where do you meet in the middle? Um you know, I try to be intentional with with what I do and what I purchase and also just thinking like about, you know, stationary and the sustainability of small stationary businesses. Um, I guess CW has really made me think about that. Like, I know we talked about it in that special episode, but I was kind of thinking about it recently again um, and just like. Yes, that was brought on by like, you know, the the pandemic economy, but also it seemed like Caroline was kind of like done with that. And so like it made me kind of think about this whole thing about like when do we like when when do we stop being interested in something um and stop doing it when we lose that interest instead of pushing through? Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know, I have to say 
Like, I really wonder about the sustainability of retail in general in terms of like right. opening up a shop that has a brick and mortar associated with it, right? Like, because you've worked retail, I've worked retail, retail sucks. Um, uh. You really have to have a love of customer service and a love of retail to continue with it for any period of time. Right, right. I mean, it's it's terrible. People, when they go into re- the many people, I would say probably 90% of people are wonderful when they go into a retail establishment. There are another 5% that are kind of difficult. Probably 3% that are a little more difficult. And then you've got you 2% of hell customers that make your life a nightmare and they seem to live for it. They come into the store, they come into your establishment just to make your life difficult, right? And the hard thing is, is that you get that a lot when you're working retail, when you're engaging in customer service. And, you know, so this came up recently. I used to, um, quite a few years ago, make and sell journals on both eBay and Etsy. And most of my interactions with my customers were lovely. I have people who have collections of my journals. Um, I have people that I made sets of journals for them. And I did custom work for people. And 99% of them were, it was amazing work to do. But then I had some health customers and I had some people that were entirely inappropriate. Um, but anyway, going back to my my point is, is like how sustainable is a retail job if you don't actually love retail? If what you actually love is, say, the pencil or you love the design of the products like knock products, if that's what you really love. Then is the retail portion of it sustainable? Right. And my thought is, is not really, because why would you do it? Like who who actually wants to choose to do retail work? <laughs> right. You know, like. <clears throat> right. Um, even if I own my own business, like, you know, you have those like dream thoughts like, well, mm-hmm. what if I won the lottery? Like, what would I do? And like, I could never not work like I'm that kind of person. Well, I mean, yeah, but you're going to do something that you enjoy. Right. 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 But say, I don't know, I, I um, <clears throat> you know, opened up, like, a, a gaming cafe. Right. Um, I love those two things, gaming and coffee and right. yummy food. But I feel like if I were to open that establishment, over time, the 2% of people that are hell on earth, um, I mean, it's so bad, and I... Th- for people that are listening that have worked retail, they totally get this. But for those that have never yeah. worked retail, I can still remember bad customers from 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. I had a guy <laughs> who came in and he was nightmare. And his way of trying to make it better after he'd harassed you was be like, you do good work. You do oh, good God. work. And oh, Chris, and I, Chris and I both dealt with this guy. And every now and then we'll pass each other in the kitchen. We'd be like, you do good work you do good work. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, like, and we both like, just like lose ourselves in laughter. And it's like, can you believe that guy? We're still talking about him. Right. right. And we, we dealt with him in 2006. 
I'm like, right. I haven't seen that man since 2006, but he, I still joke about him. Right, right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And so, I, like, like, I'm in charge of this new store now. I'm excited. But then all of a sudden, those things start to happen. And then my love for something starts to kind of, like, lessen. Like, I start to kind of resent my business because it's not profitable or people are coming in and being jerks or um, it's harder than I thought it would be. Or, you know, I made a a decision that made sense, but wasn't the right decision, you know, retrospectively. And so now it's like my love of something is tied up with something that's become an anchor. Yeah. And so I just think about that with, with, with things and, and how that can play out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hmm. it's rough, isn't it? Like yeah. retail itself is so difficult in and of itself. But then the idea of taking something that you love and inherently polluting it with bad customer interactions um, right. really has got to put a damper on your enjoyment of that thing. Totally. Um, and okay. I'm not saying that this is like a CW pencil thing or this no, is a knock no. thing. I'm just saying like. When you take something that is something you enjoy and you turn it into a business and and like my making books is a good example of this. Um, I love making books and it's definitely something that as soon as, you know, my my work (laughs) um, was more like sustainable and gave me more money. It was something that went by the wayside because all of a sudden dealing with that, you know, two or one percent of terrible customers was like, yeah, you know, I I don't want to deal with that quite so much anymore. So I'm only going to make books for myself or I'm only going to make no brand notebooks where, you know, I'm not putting my heart and soul into the design of them. You know, I'm making a pocket notebook in fun colors and I'm thinking about that. Um, But I mean. Going off of that, I have some hopes and dreams for no brand notebooks that I definitely want to bring into the future. Um, But again, I think I'm going to go super limited edition for them. I'm not going to. And I also am at the point and I'm also at the age where if someone is a difficult customer and not like there are hell customers, they're difficult customers and they're different things, right? Um, if someone is a hell customer, I'll use that. Um, I will just ban them. You know, I, I, I am at an age where I am no longer dealing with other people's BS um, because I don't have to. Also, like no brand notebooks isn't my bottom line, if that makes sense. It's like I I do no brand notebooks because I enjoy making notebooks. I enjoy I enjoy making those things, but it is not what's paying my bills. It's just something I kind of do for fun. And yes, it's going to be sustainable. I'm not going to give them away for free. Um, but if someone is a hell customer, you're banned. You know, I I don't have to rely on this. Um, right, and I don't right. have to deal with garbage. I don't need to deal with someone being a garbage human for the sake of being a garbage human to make my life miserable because they feel like it. Right. Exactly. And, and I think that's like the unfortunate thing when it is your livelihood. Um, and sometimes you have to deal with those people being garbage um, 
for customer service reasons. And, and that's BS. That's not cool. And people should stop doing that. But there are a lot of people out there who feel like they are better than retail employees. And I'm going to throw it out there. I totally judge people mm-hmm. when they are not good to retail employees. And I have been someone who, when I'm in the line and someone is chewing out the cashier or being rude to the cashier, mm-hmm. I tell them off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got into an argument with a woman at Stop and Shop a couple of months ago because she was being a jerk to the cashier. It's like, if you don't want to deal with cashiers, there's self-checkout. Mm-hmm. Use the self-checkout. You don't have to. And 90 percent of the time I use self-checkout so I don't have to deal with anyone. Exactly. But also, like, I'm not there to make the cashier's life miserable. Either. Like, if I do have to use a cashier. You know, there's no reason for me to be miserable to her. Anyway, um, that's that's my tirade about <laughs> um you know, being good to retail employees because everyone's human and everyone, you know, no matter their capabilities, you know, everyone deserves to make ends meet. Everyone deserves to be treated with humanity and respect. And I think you get what you put out into the world. And mm-hmm. when people are treating cashiers or other retail employees horribly, they're going to get that back to them. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, do you want to shift into something a little more positive? Right. We. I mean, this is serious. I mean, it's it's good conversation. It I feel is. like this is this is what we, you and I would talk about if we were having coffee or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. We we would definitely be getting into this. Um, and I think it's it's a it's a it's heavy, but it's also a reality of of these jobs. Um, and of, of this kind of work, when you put, when you do work and you put it out there, you make goods, you put it out there, you, you have, you're automatically put into a customer service situation, whether you like it or not, it's just reality. That's life. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I can, I can actually talk about something, you know, I mentioned it in the, what have I been doing, but I, I had this idea, um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put the anchor around my neck. With this idea, um, <laughs> but it's an idea. So, you know, because I think, I think with a lot of things, I stop doing them because I don't have time, and then I get upset because I can't do them because I don't have time, and then I have a blog that I haven't updated in a few months because I don't have time, and then doing the blog becomes a problem because I, it's hard to explain. Mm. Well, it's like I a feedback it. loop. It's a feedback loop of shame and and annoyance, but also sadness. Um, jokingly, like I'm not really sad, but, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons solo, I have been journaling with it. And so like, instead of Mm. like writing everything that I'm saying, I'm just writing like a synopsis. And so I'm going to keep doing that, but like, I'm filling up these notebook pages, like, cause like, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. one scene can take up half a page. Yeah. And so I was thinking of um, doing something with that. Right. Like nothing like, like I'm not going to start a blog. <laughs> like not going to happen. Uh, <clears throat> zine. <clears throat> right. Well, there's that. Um, but also I was thinking of, you know, developing it into some kind of story. Mm-hmm. Cool. Or the other thing that you have in your things that you were going to talk about. 
NaNoWriMo. Oh, yes. Because I always say to myself, like, well, I have nothing to write. Like, I don't have time to write. Like, I, I can't do that, you know? Um, but I think I have some material already. I know that's against the rules because you start on November 1st fresh. Yeah. But these are kind of like notes and I have so many ideas in my head. And so I may do that because I've really enjoyed slowing down and writing. I mean, I've been gaming a, a fair bit. I've been playing, you know, some Animal Crossing and Nintendo Switch and and stuff like that. But I'm noticing that, like, when I come home from my placement, because I spent all day in front of a screen. Yeah. And talking to people about things that are, are not the weather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really exhausted mentally. Yeah. And I know it's because I'm new at this, but I, I I also know that I feel like that feeling may never go away completely. Mm. And so when I come home, I don't want to look at a screen. Yeah. And so I go in my office and I have like my little setup with my D&D stuff and I just spend like an hour just because because that's what I've noticed, too. Like, I need to spend an hour like not interacting with anybody. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, I don't know. It's been really I, I've never really been like a, a writer per se. I just I don't know. I just like how creative I've been. And mm-hmm. I think it's just this cool outlet. And so I was thinking of kind of developing that into something. So for NaNoWriMo, um, you are allowed to have prepped. Okay. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be new content, but um, October is prep month for NaNoWriMo. Okay. And a lot of okay. people go into NaNoWriMo with, like, characters drawn up and okay. um, a pretty healthy and robust outline for what they're going to write. So you would be totally within the rules if you used what you've been, been working on. Right. As your outline for a more complete story. Right. Because I I um, obviously have the characters. Mm-hmm. And I obviously have notes of, like, some things that have happened, but they're not explained in detail. Yep. And so, yeah, that's, that's actually because you, what is it, at least 50,000 words or something? Yep. And they have it broken down. Like if you go to the website, um, you update your word count every day or how many words you've written. Um, and it's it's just it's yeah, you're perfectly within the rules using what um, you have you've written up so far. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I yeah. actually I, I have been trying to decide if I can actually do NaNoWriMo um, this year. Because so on, let's see, I got to look at my, oh, I don't have my calendar open. Crap. Um, So this year I'm starting two new groups in November um, for work. So um, November 17th and 18th, I'm starting two new groups right in the middle of the month. Um, and then, um, the follow, like on the 29th, um, I'm starting my third group. So I'm going to have six groups total. Um, and I just, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to mentally do it. I'm definitely going to try nano. 
Um, but we talked about this in the RSVP group on Facebook, um, doing like maybe not 1,600 words a day. It's almost 1,700 words a day that you have to do to complete 50,000 words. But doing like micro goals, like I'll write for 10 minutes. I'm going to look to get 100 words a day instead of these 1,700 words. Um we also talked about it being in a different month, like in January instead of instead of November after the holidays. Um, but I am going to try. Um, I've got kind of a novel thought out. I haven't done an outline for it. I had um, it's one I started for NaNoWriMo and just never finished in the past. But like just starting out and rewriting the whole thing and actually giving myself an outline this year for it. Um, so I'm going to try. But I don't I do not think I am going to be successful at NaNoWriMo this year. Just, I don't see it happening. Um, I think it's funny. The year that you don't do it is the year that I may do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see what actually happens with it. I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to play out for me. Cause it's just, I'm just like, I've, I'm doing three groups now and I, it's very mentally taxing. So I'm not sure how doing another three groups on top of that is going to play out. Yeah, totally. Well, I will definitely keep folks posted. You know, I had signed up for like on the website yesterday mm-hmm. um, and like I found my region and like, you know, there's the Western Mass, but then there's also the five colleges and like the groups are fairly active and there's already like yeah. events happening this week or yeah, the last week of October. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, uh, North shore group is very active. Um, mm-hmm. there are events, they're doing zoom meetings. Um, they're not supposed to, I think, um, Nano Rimo decided that there are no in person. Yeah. Everything's over zoom. Um, so they're doing, um, a lot of parties um, they used to do a lot of gatherings mm-hmm. in this area and they would get together in coffee shops all across the North shore from like Haverhill to Beverly to the library in um, other cities like Danvers had a meetup and it's like this entire group of people that get together and just gather at all of these different places. And now that's not happening. So nice. it's definitely a bummer that we can't gather in person People just go get your vaccines and wear your (laughs) damn mask for crying out loud. I just I don't understand the reticence over wearing a mask and protecting people, protecting yourself. Um, Like, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. I personally would like to be able to live life normally again um, without a mask. Um, Sure. But for that to happen, people need to start wearing them more regularly, need to stop having pockets of the anyway, I'm not going to go there. I cuz I will rant for another hour. <laughs> well, mask I, up. So yeah, Nano hasn't um I I saw I just saw actually that it is remote again. Um a lot of our local libraries are actually having vocal events via Zoom. You have like mm. um, Zoom stuff going on, which is pretty cool. 
Um, and they're actually on their their website. They have a really cool 2021 mug that has mm. it. It says um, I'll put the link in the show notes. It has on one side it says like writing together, and it has like books. And on the other side it has a pencil, a pen, and a little notebook, like a yeah. journal. Cool. It's just super cool. Yeah, so I may do that, and that might be fun, because, I don't know, I feel like every year I've always wanted to participate, and then what happens is, like, I don't, and then it's too late, and then I can't catch up, and then I give up. Yeah. That's really what it's about. So, did you talk about your phone yet? I did, I did, I brought that up earlier. Okay. Early on. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to add? Because I think I'm just looking at time. Hey, you know, honestly, other than work and and like, oh, you know, the thing that I didn't talk about is that one of the things that I'm doing, I'm not really running the print shop, but I'm using a print shop as my studio space for a lot of my groups. Um, I've gotten the opportunity to have a refresher letterpress course taught to me one-on-one with a professional letterpress printer so um this is this goes into some of my no brand notebook stuff um uh, part of the job is that i can use the equipment for my own personal art which is amazing um so i'm going to be working on some more no brand notebook stuff um outside of work hours obviously in case my boss is listening and she might be because i've told her about the podcast and she knows the name of it and whatever um so anyway, uh, I'm kind of excited about that. It's been really cool to kind of um, have a refresher course because I haven't done any letterpress since the late 90s. Um, and I've done a bunch of other printmaking, but it's not like letterpress. So um, I'm really excited to to kind of get those machines up and running. And if you've never seen a Vandercook running, it is so cool. Um, it inks your blocks so you can print anything that's letter high so you can get lino or you know linoleum and um, wood blocks cut to the right height for the press and you can carve things and then print out a lot of copies really fast with it. And it's just super cool. It's just so cool. Um, so I'm really excited about about that. So there's like all this other stuff going along with work um, in terms of like working in a print shop that's kind of, it's set up for, for like educational purposes and therapeutic purposes, but also it's a professional print shop. It's like, it's real. It's a real letterpress shop, which is so cool. Um, anyway, I just wanted to add that in there. I'm really, I'm really excited <laughs> about that kind of stuff. And I'm so yeah. stoked. Um, I posted a few pictures on my Instagram. Um, so if anyone has, has looked at that and um, I'm probably going to link up the work Instagram as well. So, so people can kind of get an idea of what I'm actually doing for work. I'm not sure how much I want to like cross the, you know, beams, if you will, um, sure. about talking about work um, because this is obviously not about my work, um, but it's an interesting place that I think 
more people should know about and learn about because it's a really, really cool program. Um, but I'm biased because I work there. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you take it over. Yeah, no. Um, and we also, I mean, we're on episode 95, but that means we're five episodes away from episode 100. Mm. And so we're still kind of talking about that. And it still weighs away because at the rate we're going, <laughs> it'll be next spring. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so that's that's on the horizon. It is indeed. We need to have a conversation about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, give me one second. I'm I was eating a gummy snake and it's like stuck in my throat and I just need to <laughs> cough it. I need to like cough it out. <clears throat> there we go. It was like caught where like your nose connects to your throat. Oh yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Okay. So I really just want to take a moment to thank everyone for all of their support. I know that we are not releasing episodes in the same frequency we had been in the past due to both of our busy schedules, but I still appreciate folks that are still engaging on our Facebook page um, and are listening. It really means a lot. I mean, I think I've said this before and I'll probably say Mm -hmm. it again, but I would be doing this if one person listened to it. Yeah. Um, it's fun just to talk with Les and to just talk about stationery and other things, because um, that's the way it's been going these days. Um, but yeah, I you know the best way to to let folks know about our podcast is to give it a review, give it a rating on your favorite podcast delivery method app, um, and um, tell your friends about it. You know. Um, let people know why you love us. But you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, Dade, at the rarely updated blog, weeklypencil.com. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. Les, what about you? You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com. You can find me on Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio and the RSVP facebook group i'm on instagram and twitter as original lc harper um yeah thanks dave thanks les it's been fun indeed it 